In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. God is not interested in being a part of your life. He has no interest in being a part of your life. He wants all of it. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena, we salute you. Man, I'm so pumped about our podcast today, and I'm here with my bro, Dale Culver. How you doing, my man? Doing awesome, man. Doing awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm. Hey, you got a man law? I got a man law here. Now it's not going to be in some lame thing like the side. I mean, come on. Whether my shorts are knee length or whether they're mid, what is this parochial school? Am I a Catholic schoolgirl? <laughs> I don't understand. You'll this. like this one, man. Hey, you know, first of all, okay. I understand if I'm going to rock a banana banana hammock in America and walk around, that is no bueno. I am not going to do that. However, to judge me based on the long the, the length of my shorts. Anyway, give me a man law that I can buy into, my man. All right, you'll love this one. Any man that is old enough and is not in the army should at least support the troops, even if you don't agree with the war. They are your countrymen fighting to protect you, and you should show them your support. Oh, dude, dude I, I love what? that. What? what? I love what? that. I mean, I, my fam, my grandfather. I had a I had a relative that fought in the Revolutionary War. I had a relative that fought in the Civil War. My uh, grandpa, Pickering, flew uh, over Europe in World War II. My father-in-law fought in Vietnam. Uh, I love our military. Absolutely love them. In fact, I'm really burdened. Uh, I'm learning about the divorce rates of our soldiers in peacetime. Mm-hmm. Uh, in peacetime, one of the departments, uh, one of our uh, warrior uh, areas, they have a 90% divorce rate in peacetime, which we're going to talk about that uh, soon. But I'm burdened by that, man. I love our our our, our soldiers and I, well, I, soldiers and our Marines, <laughs> and so, uh, man, we just need to get behind them because listen, they're fighting so that we don't have to. That's right. Because if it comes to our place here and we're fighting, I'll tell you what. There's a lot of people out there uh, that they'll be in trouble. In fact, my son James, he said, "Dad, I want. I'm going on a date. What should I do?" And I said, "You know what? Go to the state capitol and picket the protesters." Protest those suckers. They live in a fantasy (laughs) land. Anyway, oh, man, good one, buddy. So, hey, we're continuing on this uh, five-week series with our Equipping Men in 10. I want to talk about uh, the apex of manhood. We talked about uh, the climb or fighting apathy last week. The week before that, we talked about protecting integrity, which really is the trailhead of manhood. But the summit of manhood, the apex of a man is when he 
commits his life to pursuing God passionately. And I know there's guys listening to this who go, oh, I don't know, this is religious. But you know, it's not about religion. It's about you, guys. It's about you realizing that you're created by a power that is bigger than you. You aren't. You did not evolve from an ape. Look at your wife. Get out of the shower. Was that a monkey one time? I mean, come on, guys. Let's get with reality. You know, we are about... So if there's a God that created us, made us who we are, are you laughing about that? Stop looking at your wife in the shower, in your yeah, brain. Yep. It, it, but, but really, think about this, Dale. I mean, it's really as simple as I'm created. If I'm created, I was loved. If I was loved, this thing that created me has a mission for my life. Mm-hmm. But how am I going to fulfill that mission? How will I ever be the greatest, the best version of me without committing my life to the pursuit of that being that created me. And I believe that being is, is Jesus Christ. I believe that God, the Father, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, three in one in the Bible, the Bible says, let us make man in our image. And I, I believe that. I've given my life to that. In fact, um, and, I'm, and I've been a little bit stirred up lately because you and I had talked yesterday over coffee. Mm-hmm. And out of six, one out of ten, you gave me a six or seven rating on my pursuit of God. I'm sorry. Which I already knew that. I thought, you know, I've been feeling like a little bit in a lull, and uh, that's inspired me to crank the heat up. I've got some great friends. We've got some great guys we've interviewed on podcasts, and they're really kind of cranking that heat up a little bit. But when I, with the Great Hunt for God, that name of our organization did not come from some hunting thing. We're not a hunting organization, even though I love to do that. It came from Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 and 14 where Paul says, not only have I obtained all this, not, not that I have already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. And in verse 14, he says it again, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. The, the words press on is one word in the Greek, and it's the word dioko, and it's a very intense word that means to pursue or to chase after. It's a hunting word. And so this is a this is what we're speaking under saying. Hey, listen, it's not about saying you're a quote Christian. That that means so many things to me today. I don't even use that phrase, uh, but I want to know: Are you are you dedicated to pursuing Jesus? Are you dedicated to seeking the God who made you and having Him transform you into the best version of you? So, Dale, what are some things that you do to pursue God, to hunt for God? What what do you do to do that? Well, obviously, uh, reading the the Bible, praying, and also um, when I teach my kids, those are things that I do. Um, and then also uh, being involved in ministry directly where I am teaching others and helping others. And when I see them get it, that inspires me to continually go deeper to raise the bar uh, as I train them up. And you so know- there's very many different things that I do. Um, and different with college students, young adults, and, and yeah, all but that. okay. So I'm going to call you out right now. Go for it. That's not pursuing God. It that causes means, me to have to go okay. deeper in my prayer and reading time, okay. so that I'm okay. equipped, so that I can do that. And but, it's it's kind okay. of cycle. I do this, and I just keep. Well, there's there's really no recipe, right? I mean, right. My wife in the morning loves to listen to worship music. I, I like to listen to it, but what I love to read the Bible. I love to pray. You know. Um, I th- and I've learned, I used to think there was a recipe, right, that you do this thing, mm-hmm. but there really is no recipe. Uh, 
it, it basically you pursue God based on, I think, who you are. Sure. You know, we have guys listen to this podcast that would say, man, read my Bible. They would freak out. But I'm like, hold on, man. Just read a verse a day. Mm-hmm. I read the, I'm doing the one-year Bible right now. I just finished a book by Jeff, Jeff somebody, Bridges, on humility. And then I'm, uh, I'm also reading through Galatians one verse at a time. And, and, and that first part of Galatians say just ruined me. It was just so good. I'm just reflecting on two or three verses for like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so I'm doing that. And I'm, I'm reclaiming my prayer time. You know, for me, the, the prayer, you know, me just spending time with God or spending time in the outdoors in silence, uh, it really, really impacts me deeply. Mm-hmm. And I think the ministry component, you know, we were talking earlier, just being around people that are on fire, mm-hmm. it's impactful. Yeah. You know, uh, I, we get caught in a place, you're in your 40s, I'm in my 50s, we get locked into this way of doing things, and it becomes mundane, and yeah, we may be stable, yeah, we may be, be pressing on, but we're really not white hot on fire for God. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, we And we have to be around people that are raising the bar for us, that cause us to rise up, which like, like you said, some of the people that we've been hanging out lately cause us to go, man, I need to step this game up a little bit. Um, because they inspire us. And I want to yeah. be one who inspires others to do greater things. Yeah, you want to be on fire? Get around hot people. Yeah. It's, it's the, you know, and, and, and let those people challenge you. And encourage. Then you're able to encourage people. I mean, how many yeah. times have you been told that, hey, because of your example, I've become this, or because of your example, I'm not dead right now. Yeah. Because I was going down this road, but you helped me to turn it around. Absolutely. You're going, Absolutely. man, I can't afford to turn and start living this apathetic lifestyle. Well, I th- I think you know we need to you know we do a thing with the great hunt called walking with God. The seven seven things I think really are critical in us walking with God. They spell the word walking, worship, approaching God in prayer, loving other Christians through fellowship, knowing the word of God, investing my physical fiscal and physical resources in God's kingdom, nurturing people into the faith and then giving my life in the in the service of the gospel, walking that we just need to invest our lives wholly in pursuing God. Men are so compartmental. We, we, we get locked in this mode of, oh, I went to church on Sunday. That is not pursuing God. Mm-hmm. That's just a part of pursuing God. And I want to leave you men with this. God is not interested in being a part of your life. He has no interest in being a part of your life. He wants all of it. He wants to saturate your life with him, and he will settle for nothing less, and he deserves nothing less. He deserves your complete and total devotion, so give it to him today, all of your life. If you're listening to this podcast and you've compartmentalized your, compartmentalized your faith in Jesus, stop it. Step up to the plate. Begin the climb to the summit of manhood, pursuing God passionately. Dale, what's up, man? Send us home. Yeah, guys, why don't you head on over to menintherena.org and order your copy of Jim's newest book, the Amazon bestseller, Strong Men, Dangerous Times. And also, we'd love for you to leave us a review for this podcast or your hero stories, how God's changed your life due to the ministry of Men in the Arena. You can email us at info at menintherena.org. Until next time, fell the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. And be a man. 
You've been listening to the Men in the Arena podcast. If you hunger to be your best version, then join thousands of men from around the world in our Men in the Arena forum on Facebook. This is the best place to have open discussions around the topic of biblical manhood. Make sure to explore our website at meninthearena.org, sign up for the weekly equipping blast, and take advantage of our many free resources designed to help you become your best version of a man. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. Remember, when a man gets it, Everyone wins. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men for from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.